the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the Biker Guy. And I am the Bowtie Chick. Oh, wow. Good job, Paul. I am. Oh, that just happened. It did. And we're not stopping. No, we're no, not. No, we're not. We're, we're rolling. <laughs> I'm the biker chick. And you are? The bow tie guy. <laughs> so oh welcome, everybody. Gosh. I love it. That's so funny. It. He did that one time before, and he stopped the show. So yeah. there's no stopping at this oh time. Oh, my gosh. So here's the funny thing about that. You know what? Here's why it's really funny. Why? I was rolling early just to catch you saying some stuff to be funny to catch, you know, for the end. Uh-huh. And it just goofed me up. It, well, it messed me up. It messed um, you up. And Yay. so uh, that's what I get. That's right. Yeah. That's so, right. Can we start over? He's always trying to catch me. Because I over? say a lot of things before we start the show. I'm like a little rattled, ch- you know, chatterbox before he hits the record button. Yeah, and I'm super silent normally in life, guys. I just have no, to when the not. when the record light goes on, so I, I just start talking. It. Yeah. And, uh, whatever. And Christina is normally the super talkative one, and then she just clams up on the show. It's not my That's fault. That's because Paul doesn't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> And let me talk. You did good last show, by the way. Well, I tried to, you know. I got to talk. It was pretty fanciful. There was one time when I was going to say something, but I went ahead and took a drink just to see. And you went ahead and jumped in and talked. It's funny how if I don't talk, you get a chance to. I will talk. I know. It's crazy. It's like we're having a podcast together. Yeah, it's like a team. It is. Yeah. Sometimes, do you ever feel like you want to throttle me? Yes, I do. You know what? What? It's the word of the week. It is. Throttle. Um, and throttle, it, you know, it can mean that little thing on your uh, vehicle, your car, your motorcycle or whatever. Uh, lawnmower. But basically, uh, to throttle something is to control the flow uh, through an opening. Um, so yeah. if I put my hands on your neck and, you know, throttle you. I control the flow of oxygen through your windpipe. Uh, so sometimes people want to throttle us. Sometimes. Sometimes people want to throttle our joy. Sometimes mm. people want to throttle our joy kills. our uh, uh, our hopefulness, our message, uh, and we just can't have that. Nope. So, you know what we decided to do? What? We decided to have a podcast. We did. Yeah, and we didn't just put it on the interwebs. Where else do we put it? Well, no. I mean, we did more than just the podcast. Oh. Yeah. We went ahead and got social on our social media. We did? Yeah. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have uh, Instagram. Uh-huh. And we're on Reddit now. We're on Reddit. Is Reddit a social media? Reddit is... is it considered? Almost anti-social media. Is it um, anti-social media? Uh, some of the people there are anti-social. Uh, no, it's, um, it's just uh, posts of, of thoughts and random things, and it's, it's categorized, so... You can go and, like, one of the Reddits that I subscribe to, I know you're going to find this shocking. Dad jokes. Of course. Yeah. That is uh, shocking. Yeah. So uh, you can go and, and search for topics. I just got a text. <laughs> it's like somebody didn't turn his yeah. Oh, it's on the it's laptop. It's on the computer, huh? yeah. That's all right. Um, so... Um, you could just search for things, but if you search for messed up ministries on Reddit, we're there, and that's where um, intern Dave uh, lives. Isn't Reddit Venus Williams' husband's Delio? Didn't I read that somewhere? 
Why are you, you read looking it? at me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So funny. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know anything about her husband. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. All right. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. We'll just roll with that. Cause I, ex- I expect you to know everything. So when you don't, it kind of shocks me. Shocks, rocks it your does. world. Yeah. Well, I have to throttle back my intelligence every once in a while and, uh, you know, try to act uh-huh. normal. Yeah. No, but I, I have, I have no clue. And I was not a Reddit person until just recently. Like I said, intern Dave was a Reddit guy and he's like, we should be on Reddit. And I'm like, do it. So intern Dave did, um, so uh, we're there. And you can also, if you'd like to, you know, if you enjoy the show and you want to keep the show going uh, beyond just pushing play on your device, um, you can sponsor us uh, by going to our Patreon site. I always want yes. to call it Pantheon. Patreon. It's patreon.com. And then you can look for Mess It Up. And you can sponsor us uh, for as little as a dollar a month. You can help the show um, support itself financially. And, uh, we really appreciate that. We have some cool gifts for the various levels of sponsors that we have. Um, and, uh, we're about to ship out our first, uh, t-shirt and shop rag and yeah, window are. sticker. Got to get those already. Got- We've got a whole manufacturing production line. Uh Oh, Paul's opening a box of something. It looks like shop rags. So you can get your very own mess it up shop rag. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you need a rag for a little mess and sometimes you need God to pick up the big stuff. That's right. So um, we've got uh, mess it up uh, shop towels coming uh, for people. And if you are one of our uh, levels of sponsorship, gets one of those for free. That's right. Yeah. Or you can buy one if you want. And just so you know, um, yeah, Serena Williams' husband is one of the founders of Reddit. Oh, nice. Fun fact of the day. And just so you know, I'm popular enough to get multiple texts While in one recording. show. Woo! Yes. Yes. Um, so anyhow, that was actually intern Dave's wife uh, sent a text. Yeah. So I guess that's intern Heather. I don't know. All right. Um, what would that be? Hard to say. True. So we've just killed seven minutes of radio time with absolutely nothing. Maybe we should get into the show. I think so. But the starting of the show was the most fantastic. It was pretty fantastic. Love. So what are we talking about today? Uh, Today, um, I wanted to talk about this uh, this concept that someone said to me um, when I was at the prison a couple weeks ago. One of my guys there said that after every finishing line, there's another starting line. And so every time we get done with something, that means we're not done with that. There's the next thing to do, either go beyond or run the next race. Or, you know, if you, if you're a marathoner, right. actually that, that wasn't my, that wasn't in the prison. That was a guy who was a marathoner. Oh. Um, and, and he said, you know, after the finish line, there's another starting line after that. Cause you're, you're starting the next race. Right. Um, and yeah, I forgot that. That was an interesting story. So I'm going to roll backwards. Okay, roll backwards. Okay. Let's do that. So there's a new show that I found on Netflix, and it's called Losers. And oh. it looks at the stories of people who have lost in, uh, so far, it's all been sporting events. Um, and I don't know if it's um, going to be that way forever in the show, but the, the first few that they've done have been sporting events. <laughs> We just got a text from listener Bev in California. Um, so anyhow, if you want to have 
uh, fun, text the show in the middle of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, you can hear your, your text. Um, so this guy was a, um, a marathon runner for Italy. He was like an Olympic marathon runner. Uh-huh. And he went to go run this race in Morocco, which they go like three days across the Moroccan desert, just brutal. And it's, it's like a foot race. It's not like yeah. driving like a, you know, road rally. It's a foot race. And during day two of the race, a big sandstorm came and it was like, you know, Scorpion King, end of the world wall of sand coming up. You can't see anything. He got disoriented and separated. And while the rest of the group was going, generally speaking, east, northeast, he turned and went a hard south, south, uh, east. Oh, wow. And so he went the wrong direction, got lost. Nobody could find him and they gave him up for dead. And they told his family, you know, it's been five days. He's gone. Right. And so the man actually survived. He got found and and survived. But they were interviewing. He said after the finish, every finish line, there's another starting line. And he actually went back and raced that race several more times after this event. He went back and did that um, because he couldn't get the concept of the race out of his head. And in life... I can have a victory, and if I just quit at the victory, what point is there to the victory? I need to keep going and, and 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 moving forward. We don't, you know, graduate from kindergarten. I always used to laugh when I taught school. They'd have the kindergarten graduation and got these little boys and girls and caps and gowns. And I would always ask the little kindergartner, I was like, wow, this is amazing. You graduated from kindergarten. I said, what are you going to do now? Are you, are you going to keep going to school? Or are you going to just go and get a job? What are you going to do? And they're like... I don't know what you're talking about, mister, but right. it's like, you know, you, you got to keep going, which right. my basic point is kindergarten graduation is stupid. Easy. I hate Easy. it. Easy. I hate so it. so cute. Uh, whatever. There's a lot of cute things you can do without going to another useless graduation. But it's not. It only happens in the cafeteria. It's the, not like they, they rent out a hall for no, it. They, they do. And the, the parents have to come and the grandparents have to come. And then what about the first graders? They mine, don't get to have a graduation. Mine were Second all graders in the cafeteria. Don't get to have a graduation. Sorry. It's... Lame. No, it's not as cute. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. You stop being. Here's lame. what's cute babies. Yeah, I won. Okay, so. <laughs> I'll give you that one because yeah. I don't know what to say. Exactly. But I agree. And it's just like for me on the school thing is I've, I've got a couple degrees, you know, but it wasn't my ending point. No. There was still more to come. And I knew it when I finished. I knew that finishing my MBA that there was going to be more. I didn't know what, but I'm always trying to look ahead to the next thing. And that can honestly get me in trouble because then I start to plan my life and I start to think I can plan all of my life instead of just living moment at a time Yeah, and day by day, like I'm supposed to. So it I can, I can though, take this a whole you different You got to have route. a plan though. I mean, without a plan, there, there's, there's, think, there's, there's, you, you can overplan. Absolutely, I can overplan, but I can also underplan. Well, yes, and to go with the same theme as last podcast, I was watching a TED Talk. Uh, I watched a lot of TED Talks. Christina okay? loves TED Talks. On objectives and key results. And I really was thinking on how to implement that in my own life. Can I ask uh, the person who was giving the TED Talk 
what field they were from. What was it? Was this like a scientific field or a, a business It was person? a business. Okay. It was a business. Okay. And so they were talking about having basically another way of setting goals and another way of reaching those goals is to break it down into bite-sized pieces um, that you can um, accomplish as you go on down the road. Right. And your key results um, will get you to your final objective. And so it's good to set and I'm going to try and implement that in my life. I have never set goals in my life. I've never said in five years, this is where I want to be. I always just said, this is what I'm doing now. I know that I'm going to get a degree out of it. I know I'm going to have a good job. Um, I'm terrified of setting goals because I don't want to fail, but it also prevents me from succeeding too. Right. So I think, you so know, do it, you not set goals or do you just set really simple goals? Cause I, I get around that. I set simple goals. I, I won't I have a goal nothing. if I can't achieve it. I do nothing. I when all else fails, Christina does nothing. Turtle up. Okay. I do. I do. Total total turtle up. Total turtle. Total turtle. I couldn't say that. Five Hashtag times total turtle. That's right. <laughs> Easy for you to say. So I was thinking, how can I implement that whole objective key results kind of thing into my own life? And saying, here is the big plan. Here's here's what I would love to see in my life, and make that be something that's. Ambiguous isn't the word that I'm looking for, but something that can kind of change. It can morph. It doesn't have to be a solid mass. It doesn't have to be a solid figure. It's something that can change um, and evolve. It's something that can evolve as my life evolves. So my objective is I want to be successful. Well, if, what does successful mean? Okay. Okay. Because I was gonna. what I'm thinking is, all right, if you set a goal and then you change the goal before you reach the goal, do you ever reach the goal if you just keep changing it? What's the point of the goal if you can't reach it? Right. I think that's why it's an objective, not a goal. I don't okay. know. I'm just okay. made that up completely. But for me, I don't do goals. Like in 10 years, uh, I want to be completely debt free. That is a solid goal that Christina will never set for herself because I just don't see that. I don't see that as accomplishable, nor do I see it as a priority in my life. Uh, what, does it sound good in theory? And does it sound nice? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But realistically, who I am today, does that look like an end goal for me? No. However, being a successful mom looks like something I want for definitively. But to define what that means now, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, it's going to evolve and it's going to change. Absolutely. Okay. But setting key results of what it looks like to be a successful mom is very, I'm very able to do that by the receptiveness of my children, the time quality and non-quality time that I spend with my children. Those are all key factors that I can set in order to obtain this major goal at the end. Okay. And so I think when we talk about running the race, it's kind of that one key result at a time, but you're still going towards this big objective to be a successful runner, you know, and whatever that looks like, but you get those small victories, but you never stop proceeding towards this big objective at the end. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and having that flexibility, uh, for those milestones, I think is, uh, is healthy. Yeah. You know, you want to keep them fairly rigid, but not so rigid that they break you. See, and I get broken by rigidity mm. very easily. I don't, I, 
I feel like there's was so much pressure set on me as a child, and I probably set a lot of that pressure myself. But I was always what I called the 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 gem of the family. I was the one who was supposed to be successful. I was the one with the potential. I was the one that would. My dad always told me, "Well, she's the smart one." Mm. You were talking about that, I think, last podcast when you say, or this one, I can't remember. Um, so much jumbled in my brain, but the smart kid versus, you know, how we speak into those things. I think it was the last podcast, how we speak into people can help define who they are. Right. And so I was always made to be the one who was going to be it. I was going to be the success in our family. Yeah. My brother works with his back. Christina works with her brain. And so that was always instilled in me. And so now I just freeze because I would self implode and prove to everybody, no, that's not me. And so now I do that as an adult too. Yeah. And then it, it makes this unattainable goal when somebody else sets those things and, and locks you in, mm-hmm. um, it, it makes it unattainable. And, and oftentimes, even if you attain it, the joy is not there right? because it's an obligation, not a quest for, right. you know, and, and I want my goals to be something that I want to achieve. You know, I, I want to climb that mountain because I want to be on top of it. Not just because, you know, I don't want to, you know, somebody told me you have to climb that mountain. So, all right. Well, again, we know how to talk. Um, but it's time for the song of the week. And the song of the week again came to us from one of my favorite listeners out there. Uh, listener Bev out in California. She really supports the show. Well, and uh, she asked if we could do the song Changed from Jordan Feliz because she is listener Bev. And between you and me and the rest of the podcast world, she pays my mortgage. So <laughs> if you have not figured out who listener Bev yet is yet, that's my wife. Um, so um, anyhow, we're going to do my, my song here for my, my darling Bev. This is Changed from Jordan Feliz. such a happy song very it's just super so bouncy happy yeah it uh it's it's a little dangerous when i drive down the road because sometimes i i'm doing it so that you can see but um, uh-huh. I, I turn the wheel and and kind of shake the car back and forth and dance in the car uh so it's um 
it can be pretty scary. But uh, that's – I had a friend who when he got saved, he showed me. We went to a football game in San Francisco. And he said, this is the neighborhood I lived in when I got saved. And I went to every house on the street just telling people about Jesus. Not for the church, not for anything. I was just so excited. I was like, wow. And that's – that when when Jesus gets a hold of us and, and grabs into my life, that's – I have those moments where I just want to just go tell people, hey, you know, stick your face underneath the door. Hey, Jesus loves you. No? No, That's I've never. I mean, yes, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I find that incredible that he actually went and knocked on doors. I love people like that because yeah. that's just not me. So I admire uh, the umph that they have. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting, too, because then he was. A little wistful because it had been, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And he thought, has my fire gone out? I don't do that anymore. And so he was like self-castigating himself Mm -hmm. because of his lack of fire now based on his fire back then. But, you know. That's maturity in a relationship, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's There's a a, a puppy love uh, kind of thing. But in the song. You know, he, he talks about that. Let me take the mic, go and testify and just tell people we are supposed to tell our stories. Right. It's been a mess. Mm-hmm. It will be. A message. Paul's looking at me expectantly and I'm just sitting here listening like I normally do. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. are you going to say it? Yeah. And so it, and, and that's. That's why we can't just sit on our butts and keep our mouth shut. Well, and I'm a big fan. I was just talking to my brother while I was in Arizona, and my brother is a huge sharer of Jesus, especially in his at work. He works in a very male-dominated, roughneck kind of field, and um, he always has his Jesus shirts on. He's nice. always got you know his Jesus music on when he's at work in a um, in a yard full of people that don't listen to Jesus music, but he's always, he's sharing his testimony just through his day-to-day actions, just through he is, through who he is. And I find that amazing. I find that that's the, the 20 year relationship versus the 20 minute relationship. Right. You know, you just live out in action, your testimony of God's grace and God's love versus you don't really have much to stand on when you're two weeks in to being saved and still on fire like a crazy man, but you have a lot of words and you have a lot of enthusiasm. And so there's a difference there. And it can be difficult being in ministry when you have that person who gets saved and they're like, all right, let's go out and let's just tell everybody in the whole town now. I think you use that. You bottle it and you use it and you just say, okay, they have something I don't have right now, but I have the wisdom to, to guide them and lead them in a direction that would be beneficial. Take a sip of their soda. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you wipe the can off. Before or after? (laughs) After and before. (laughs) Have you been watching your can? Don't touch my can. I will not. No. Thank you. No. I could not imagine Paul on Red Bull. Ever. Maybe we should do that like some 4th of July or New Year's (laughs) Eve. Give you a Red Bull and see what happens. You know, I drink a lot of coffee, so I get a lot of the caffeine and stuff. It's different. Is it? Oh, yeah. Cap... Coffee puts me to sleep. Mm. Coffee, I'm like... I put people to sleep. True. Red Bull. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. She just rolled right Red. through it. <laughs> Red Bull gives me a zing. No wings. But I, I know. I know. I know. 
Yeah. And uh, we do not get any sponsorship from Red Bull. Although, if Red Bull wants to go to our Patreon page and sponsor us, they Please too do. can get a shop towel. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, I've been starting some new programs at the prison. And uh, I had a new guy speak at one of my CR groups this last week. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was his first time sharing. And he was super nervous. He did such an amazing job. And one of the things that he said was, you know, he was talking about hope was the, uh, the lesson he was, uh, looking at. And, um, he said, my past got me here. And, and, and the beautiful thing about doing celebrate recovery inside is nobody can deny the fact that they're in prison and they've messed up. Right. You know, most of them at that point, I, I have not heard him say, yeah, I didn't mess up. They don't like being there. And yeah, maybe they got a, a bad deal or a bad sentence, but, but they, to a man acknowledge that they've done wrong. And he said this whole idea of, you know, that different story. He said, my past is part of my future success story. He said, I have a success story and I'm in it right now. And my past is allowing me to be successful because I'm using that and leveraging that to become a successful person. I just thought, oh my gosh, that's it. That's it. You tell that story. You let people know what happened. You don't hide it. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to go and, you know, it's not sitting around telling war stories and bragging about it, but, but you find the points that will make it so a person can get through, a person can find hope because of where you've been. Right. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here. That's exactly what we want people to do. Absolutely. And if you have a success story from your past, because your past was a mess and now it's a message, we need that story. Yes. I mean, as, as wonderful as we are, and I know you just adore us to the you know, nines, uh, getting other people on here is what our desire is, is to get people to tell their stories and share their stories and, and talk about how they've become a success story, even though their past was a mess. Right. It's, it's the whole point. So if you've got one of those, please email, uh, intern Dave at info at mess it up podcast.com. And if you feel more comfortable sharing it with, uh, Christina, you can email me at bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And I would be uh, the bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com. Please check us uh, out on uh, Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Leave a uh, review and uh, give us a rating because that really does help people to find the show and we want new listeners to be able to find it. And Christina and I love doing this. We're going to keep doing this to the best of our ability as long as we can. But one thing that really helps is paying the bills. Yes. And so if you go find us on Patreon, uh, look for Mess It Up Podcast on Patreon, you could sponsor the show for as little as a dollar a month. And that really helps. There are hundreds of you out there. And if every person was to give $5 a month, that would cover all of our bills. It would help pay for gas to go to the prison so we can do our prison ministry stuff. And it would just be an amazing blessing. So uh, consider sponsoring us and we really appreciate it. And even if you don't sponsor us, we love you no matter what. That's right. We're here to turn the mess into a message every single week. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Toodles.
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. I won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. You know it.